Father, thank you for every single person listening today, every person here, just grateful for your grace. Thank you that you are present. You never leave us. You never forsake us. Apart from you, life would, um, would be impossible. And so we, uh, we're so grateful that you reach out to us, you help us, you draw us toward yourself. And would you do that even now as we look at your word this morning together? And uh, may your blessing, your spirit, rest upon us and within us. We ask for that now in the name of Jesus. Everybody agree with me and sit? Amen. All right. We've been in a series the past several weeks. It's entitled, Help Me Understand Faith. <clears throat> We've talked about that because faith, the word, gets used in a lot of different ways and different contexts in our culture. And uh, so we tried to focus in on that the last several weeks. And today is the end of the series that, uh, that we started several weeks ago. But I just want to say this right off the bat, that faith, the Bible has a lot more to say about faith than, we're gonna, than we have time to cover in six weeks. I mean, it just, if, if you do a Google search and Bible, you do BibleGateway.com and search the word faith through the Bible, I mean, it's all over the place. I mean, it is, it's everywhere. And so there's just no way we can cover everything, but as we wrap up the series, I want to do kind of as we did at the beginning. I want to focus one more time on the classic biblical definition of faith. It's one of the classic ones, a couple others, but this is the main one. It's found in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. And if this is a chapter of your Bible you're not familiar with, my encouragement to you is just to, to find it in your Bible, find it on your Bible on your phone or wherever it is, kind of bookmark that, save it. Read it periodically. If you get, find yourself getting discouraged, read it. It's a great chapter. And uh, we'll look at a couple of verses in this throughout the course of the morning. But I want to read just the first verse uh, here. It says this, Hebrews 11.1, 1, Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. I just want to invite you to indulge me. Let's read that out loud together. All right? Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. You know, if you've ever spent time around children at Christmas, you know what that verse is talking about. Okay? You can get a picture of it. On Christmas Eve, every child is filled with excitement and hope about the wrapped Christmas gifts under their tree. Or, if they're not excited about the ones that are there right now, guess what? They are hyped about the ones that they're sure are going to be there the next morning when they wake up. I mean, this is, this is the way it is, right? It's a picture, that confident hope that they have. It, it's a picture of faith. It's not an inconsequential, insignificant thing that Jesus speaks of childlike faith. And then unless we become like little children, we won't even enter the kingdom of heaven. Because it's just, there's something about that faith, that confident anticipation and hope and excitement that is wrapped up, that's bound up in the heart of a child that we all lose as we get older, that God is saying, no, 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 that's what life is all about. It is all about that. According to the Bible, every one of us needs that kind of faith because faith is the hope-filled way to live life. Faith is the hope-filled way to live life. And this is such a big deal that I've kind of crafted this message this morning. I've constructed it in an unusual way. And my hope is, my invitation to you is, don't get lost in analyzing what I'm doing, okay? My invitation to you is to listen carefully and think. And just 
just receive what I believe the Holy Spirit wants to say to us this morning about the hope-filled way to live life and how it's all about faith. And in highly practical terms, what I'm going to do for the next few minutes is try to give us a picture in our minds of what life with and life without faith looks like. I want to make it real practical. Because sometimes we have this thing, we think about faith and we just dumb it down to like, well, anytime the Bible talks about faith, it's just talking about going to church. No. It's, I mean, it does reference that, but it's, that's not what it's always talking about. Faith is a much bigger concept. And all of life is spiritual. All of life involves faith. Every facet of life, and I think by the time I get done, that'll be really clear to you. So, Because I'm hoping that all of us will choose to live all of our life, not just the duration of it, but every sector and facet of our life that we'll learn, we'll choose to live every part of our life by faith. Because it's truly the hope-filled way to live life. So, let's begin by envisioning for a few minutes... What life without faith would be like? In very practical terms, without faith, parents would never teach their teenagers to drive. Without faith, preachers wouldn't preach and people wouldn't listen. Right? Without faith, No businesses, no new businesses would ever start, and no existing businesses would ever expand. Without faith, inventions would be unheard of. Who would experiment? Without faith, no one would speak the truth. After all, who can flawlessly predict how the truth is going to be received? Without faith... No one would ever become a meteorologist. (laughs) Without faith, no parent would ever send his or her child to school and never riding on a bus. Without faith, no one would buy groceries from unknown people in a grocery store. Takes faith to do that. Without faith, no one would bother to plant seeds or gardens or trees. Without faith, doctors wouldn't prescribe medicine and patients wouldn't take it if they did. Without faith, no surgeries would ever be performed. No x-rays or MRI results would ever be trusted. Without faith, most women wouldn't have married the man they did. And without faith, most married men would still be planning the first date. Without faith, no cook would even try a new recipe. Just would never try it. Without faith, no one would ever drink water from a tap or use an electrical outlet. Without faith, no one would ever build, buy, or rent a home. Without faith, the divorced would never remarry. Without faith, a child would never learn to walk or talk or ride a bike. Without faith, no one would bother to 
choose a cell phone company because no one would expect a call to ever connect. Without faith, health warnings would be ignored. Without faith, no one would ever retire. Without faith, no one would ever ride a roller coaster or giant water slide because without faith, they would never have been built. Without faith, banks would never lend money because without faith, no one would ever deposit money. Without faith, there would be no stock market, no insurance industry, no government bond programs. How could you be sure that they would live up to their promises? Speaking of promises, without faith, no one would ever believe them. Which means that without faith, no one would ever get elected to a political position in America. Because that's full of promises. Without faith, no one would ever leave a child with a babysitter. Without faith, no one would bother to get an education. Without faith, why would anyone ever, ever, ever board an airplane? Without faith, no one would enter law enforcement or become a fireman because might not come home tonight. Without faith, people wouldn't go hang gliding, cliff diving, parachuting, bungee jumping, whitewater rafting. Without faith, no one would play golf, especially if I was on the golf course. Without faith, no one would ever volunteer to join the military. Or the Peace Corps. Without faith, who would bother to look for criminals, much less attempt to rehabilitate former ones? Without faith, no one would go to concerts or airports or shopping centers in London. Without faith, archaeology and paleontology would become extinct. Without faith, professional athletes wouldn't practice. Sports franchises wouldn't pay large sums of money to their draft picks. Without faith, television news anchors wouldn't speak to the camera. Without faith, friendships could not exist. Parents could not be trusted. Without faith, no one would ever have children. And if they did, they'd never set them free. Without faith... Failure of all kinds would be final because no one would try again. Without faith, people could never look beyond the sorrows of life long enough to smile or laugh. Without faith, um, life would be pretty miserable. Believe it or not, I could go on with this. I have more But interestingly enough, the Bible itself says this, Hebrews 11, 6, same chapter, just a few verses later. It is impossible to please God, say it with me, without faith, without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him, the Bible says, must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. You know, we can't please God and we can't do life very well. Without faith. Without the hope-filled way of life that is faith, we will miss out on the whole point of life, the whole thing, which is learning to increasingly, practically trust God in 
everyday circumstances of our lives. It's not just about trusting God when we sit in a blue chair in church. It's about learning to trust God in every facet of life because all of life requires faith. It's all spiritual. I want you to hear this. Faith is the foundation of hope. And without faith, there's no foundation for a hope-filled world. None. Zero. Nada. If I knew more languages, I would say more of them. There is no hope without faith. Have you noticed that there's a crisis of suicide in our culture? Have you noticed that? You can nod. You know, It's not about a lack of self-esteem. Are you listening? It's not about that. It's a crisis of faith. Not just the kind of faith that sits in a blue chair on Sunday, but the kind of faith that says the world can be a good place and I have hope because I have faith that good can come. This is a big deal. And our culture is in massive denial about it. Some of us are in massive denial. It's all about faith. It is the foundation of hope. And you can try to construct hope on sand. But when the winds come and the rains fall, the waters rise, the sand gives way and the hope that our culture builds the, the, the foundation that our culture has built its hope on the sand gives way. Faith is the foundation that it has to be constructed on. And with all of this in mind, I want you to envision with me for a few moments what life with faith can be like. In very practical terms, with faith, and especially with faith in God, you and I can take calculated professional risks. Because we have the capacity with that to trust that even if it goes off the rails, God is looking out for us. With faith, we can fail at something and we can try again, we can start over and we can trust that someone's going someone's to resource us, someone's going to give us ideas, somebody's going to help us. And, I may not see them with my eyes, but there's someone bigger, grander, greater, wiser who, who can help. With faith, we can know that we can eventually develop friendships from a group of total strangers. With faith, we can forgive enemies because with faith, we know that unkind people sometimes have a change of heart. Maybe this person will be the one. So we try. With faith in God, we can be optimistic about our children's futures. We can be optimistic about our future. With faith, we can believe what the Bible unwaveringly tells us in lots of passages. For example, in Romans 8, 28, it says, We know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. doesn't mean we won't have our moments where we kind of wonder about that because there's so much of life that's broken, but... 
with faith, we can read a passage like that and we can go, God, I, I can't see it. I don't know how you'll do it. But I'm going to trust that you will bring something good out of this horrible situation that I find myself in. With faith, we can trust 1 Corinthians 2, 9, that no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love Him. We can trust that heaven is real, that this isn't all there is, what we see and touch and feel and, and buy and own and drive. And we can trust that the best is yet to come. With faith, we can believe that in the end, good will triumph over evil, that death is not the end of me, that God has a new body reserved, not just for you, but also for me. Because of faith, we can learn to live according to 2 Corinthians chapter 4.18, which says, We don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen, for the things we see now will soon be gone. But the things that we can't see last forever. I could go on and on with passages like these. But my hope is that you can see that faith is the foundation of hope. And every one of us within the sound of my voice needs faith. Every one of us needs faith. Because every one of us needs hope. So I've got to ask you this morning, what are some next steps in your faith development that you need to take? What fears do you need to move beyond? I mean, will you trust in a God of the Bible who can help you manage anger and conflict, who can help you work your way through grief, who can help you with money management and friendships, who, who understands marriage and parenting far better than you, me, or all of us together. Will you trust God as you age? Will you trust that He's got a plan for your latter years, including eternity? Will you put your faith in these areas and a long list of others in an always trustworthy God who cares about you greatly and is looking out for your best interests? All the time, every day, every moment. It's really important, friends, because without faith like that, Life is dominated by fear and hopelessness and loneliness and despair. And what we see in our culture is it will bring you down. It will. But where there's faith, there's hope. Because faith is the foundation of hope. It's the hope-filled way to live life. In a fallen world. I want to close with this thought this morning. Toward the end of Jesus' ministry, during one of his uh, teaching times with his disciples, he uttered some interesting words. And I just want to share this phrase. It was really sort of, he, he, it's like, you know how you're talking and then you kind of, mute, you kind of drift off and musing. This is like what he's doing. He's, he's been teaching and all of a sudden he just kind of drifts off into this. And he says, Luke 18, 8. 
But when the Son of Man returns, how many will he find on earth who have faith? The implication of his words is that genuine faith is likely going to be rare at the time of his return. That is what he's saying. And I think we've all noticed that right now hopelessness is on the rise in our world, which means that lots of people's faith is shrinking. It's not gone. It's just, it's, it's shrinking. It's, if you have a bucket, it's got holes in. It's leaking. It's leaking out. People aren't in places like this having their faith bucket filled. But I want you to understand it doesn't have to be that way for you. It doesn't have to be that way for any of them. But it certainly doesn't have to be that way for you. If you and I will decide to put our faith, our trust, our hope in God, at least among us, hope can and will increase. And with it comes joy and opportunity and generosity and kindness and salvation. All the fruit of the Spirit. The presence of God. Vision and ideas. So my encouragement to you as we wrap up this series is this. Decide that regardless of what anybody else does, as for you and your house, live by faith. Live by faith. Put your trust in the one and only true God who gave his life that your faith might have a firm foundation so that you could live in hope all the days of your life and for all eternity. Let's stand together. We're going to close in prayer this morning. My hope is that the message this morning, the way I did this, had made you think. Maybe some of you are just thinking, faith is a broader subject than I thought of it being. Maybe it would do well for some of us to dwell in that place, thinking-wise, just to, to solidify that understanding. Maybe you need to listen to this message online three or four times, not because it's so good, because it will stretch your thinking. Maybe you need to do that. Maybe some of us... You hear this morning what we need to do is we need to invite Jesus to save us, to forgive us, to cleanse us. Because our faith has been in stuff that ultimately has disappointed us. And, and Jesus is real and cares about you. And if you'll come to him, he's already invited you to come. He's just waiting. Maybe you need to open your heart up to him. Maybe some of you are in the middle of a trial of your faith. You've got something going on in your life. You just need somebody to pray for you about. We'd be happy to do that as we wrap up this morning. Just come on down afterwards. And if you've never demonstrated your faith in baptism, as the Bible teaches, we'd be happy to help you with that. Let me know that. We'll try to arrange that for you. Baptized somebody last week, and we've got others that will be baptized in the days ahead. So jump in there with us, all right? Let's bow our heads. We'll pray, and we'll be dismissed. I just want to pray over you. Father, I just pray that you'd help us to be men and women of faith. We want to be faith-filled.
courageous, honorable men and women of God who represent you well and who understand that nothing's impossible for you, nothing's too difficult for you. And now may you do in our lives and through our lives, O Lord, more than we could ever ask or imagine. According to your power that's at work within us, Father, we'll give you credit in this life and throughout eternity for the good that results. Make us strong in our faith. And we'll rejoice to be your children. Go with us now as we leave this place. We want to represent you well. and We lift this prayer in the name of Jesus. Amen.